0: To episode 2 of We f Up. I am Teresa. I'm Cody. And this episode is about Emperor Maurice.
1: And why you really need to make sure your army is taken care of.
0: Oh yeah, I think you said last time, uh, make sure your army doesn't have to camp over the winter or something yeah. like that, right?
1: Yes, we're, we're gonna find out a little more about that uh, today.
0: Okay, cool. So we get to find out when... Uh, or how Emperor Maurice effed up today. Yes. Is that right? Alright, yes. give me some background, Cody.
1: Okay, so the Roman Empire uh, was the dominant power of the Mediterranean for centuries. Uh, mostly up until the 5th century. Okay. Uh, it basically, it had total dominion over the Mediterranean area. Okay. Um, it started to go into decline in the 3rd century. Um, there were attempts to like uh, save it, and it kind of came back a little bit in the 4th century. But really, by the start of the 5th century, it was really starting to decline.
0: So by decline, do you mean like they weren't able to keep a handle on their areas? Yes. What, What exactly, can you just summarize for me what was causing them to...
1: There was a lot of internal strife. Uh, this is a time when uh, Christianity was really starting to take hold in the empire, and there was that social tumult. Uh, there were attacks from outside from quote-unquote barbarian tribes, um, basically to the Romans. Everybody who wasn't Roman was a barbarian, so... Uh-huh. Um, I just
0: listened to a podcast about that today about the Greek word barbar and how they called barbarians barbarians because they thought that their language was them saying barbar over and over and over again <laughs> and that's where the word barbarian comes from so fun fact yeah um, that's so, history yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so uh, there were several attempts to uh, kind of like breathe new life into it uh, one of the solutions was to Uh, Have more than one emperor at a time. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's such a large area; it's like one man can't control. Oh, I see.
0: So, like having an East and a West Emperor.
1: Yes. Well, that's exactly what happened. Oh, okay. Um, and there were several attempts at this, like uh, in the years leading up to the uh, fifth century, uh, most notably under Diocletian uh, in the early or in the late third, early fourth century. But uh, it kind of kept coalescing into, like, one person. It kind of just mm-hmm. went back and forth, back and forth. Until finally, in 395, uh, Emperor Theodosius I, who was the last person to rule over the whole thing. Okay. Uh, upon his death and his will, he left the empire to his two sons, Honorius and Arcadius.
0: As a split? Yes. They were two. Honorius got
1: the west, Arcadius got the east.
0: Okay, and can you give our listeners just a brief uh, idea of what... The Roman Empire at that time spanned. Like, from which side to which side? Just like easternmost country to westernmost uh, country?
1: Think like England down to Morocco, over to uh, Israel, up to Turkey, uh, uh, France, Austria. Basically, the, the, the Mediterranean for a long time was basically just called a Roman lake. Wow. Because okay. the Roman Empire literally controlled all the coastlines of it.
0: So north part of Africa, most of a lot of England, all the way over to the Middle East. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. So gigantic, huge area, probably mm-hmm. bigger than any empire.
1: Up to that point, yes.
0: Okay. Wow. Uh, all right. So gigantic. Um, so that's why it was east and west. So yes. East had, I'm assuming, England.
1: No well no no the west, like the West had England. Yes, um, that's what I meant. France, Raimondo, France, like Spain, like half of North Africa, Italy, uh, Italy. Okay. And the East was centered around, uh, like, Greece, uh, Turkey, Egypt, the Middle Eastern holdings.
0: So, does the Turkish and the like, Ottoman Empire happen after this?
1: Well after, like, what we're going to talk about today. Oh, okay, cool. Like, long, like a thousand years later.
0: Man, time is relative, and yes. it's made up, so. Yes. Okay. Um,
1: so... Uh, the east is centered around Constantinople, which is modern-day Istanbul. Right, right, right. Okay. Just like the song. Um, mm.
0: yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. Um,
1: but uh, fast right. forward a little bit. The Western Empire collapsed in 476. Uh, it gets it just basically just recedes, and it's just conquered by all these various barbarian tribes. Okay. Um, like the Ostrogoths, the Franks, the Visigoths. All the Goths. Please don't think.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, I. Y- I yeah. am. I'm thinking it. White face paint, black eyeshadow, black lipstick, trench coats. They're overrunning. They're just absolutely covering Constantinople.
1: (laughs) It won't roam, yeah. Yes. um, And
0: that, too. All of them. Just waves of them. Playing the cure. Playing Depeche Mode. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh, come on. It collapsed. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It collapses in
1: 476. It's gone. But the East, centered around Constantinople, is still a thing um
0: but okay let me just back up for a second by gone do you mean independent like they no
1: it's gone like it does not exist anymore
0: i mean like do these countries now have their autonomy like the countries have divided back up or has a new empire taken over
1: various new empires have taken over
0: okay just wanted to clarify on that yeah so like it the, didn't fall off into the ocean it just became different it empires it just
1: kind of part it kind of just faded away a little bit like uh, the famous line from um edward gibbon is it went not with a bang but with a whimper?
0: Who's Edward Gibbon?
1: Uh, he wrote The Decline and Fall of the History of the Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. It's like the seminal like, work of the decline of the Roman Empire. That
0: sounds like a nerd book. <laughs> not with a bang but with a whimper. Alright. Yes.
1: So the East is still around. At this point, of Historians tend to refer to it as the Byzantine Empire. Okay. You've probably heard of that at Familiar. some
0: point. Familiar with the art from it, because there's always, like, a Byzantine section in art museums. Yeah,
1: because, like, you know, the, yeah. Um, Mosaics. Yes. <laughs> um, They kind of regard that as, like, you know, the late 5th century all the way to the fall of Constantinople to the Ottomans in 1453.
0: Okay, so, like, a thousand years. Over a thousand years. Yeah. Geesh! All right.
1: Um, Lots of however, like they never call themselves Byzantine. They continue to call themselves Roman all the way up until the end. Oh, wow! Byzantine is just something historians have put on it after the fact because one, they didn't actually have Rome anymore, and the empire began to take on more of a Greek character. Okay. As opposed to like a Roman or a Latin one, because again, like I said, they don't have Rome or Italy anymore. They have, Greek, like, Constantinople, it's like, it's right near Greece. Okay. So it just becomes, it takes on more of a Greek character over time. Okay. And it's a kind of way to differentiate it. I, they call themselves Roman, so it's like, I don't want to call, say, like, the, these are the Byzantines. Uh-huh. The part, uh, an alternate way to, like, refer to them as is the Eastern Romans. Okay. So that's how I'm going to refer to them. Uh, in this, I'll still call the Romans or Eastern Romans.
0: Where does the name Byzantine come from? What does that? The mean? original,
1: like where const or modern day Istanbul, uh, Constantinople, like where it is there had been a Greek colony there called Byzantium. Oh, okay. So, got it. And then when Constantine the first redid the city, he of course do what all egomaniacs do and name his city after himself.
0: Okay, cool. Constantinople. Yes. And that's so. Why is it called Istanbul now?
1: Well, after it got uh, taken over by the Ottomans, they changed it. It, it was also it'd been like a colloquial name.
0: It's really nobody's business but the
1: Turks. Yeah, it's it's much more of a colloquial name that just kind of got formalized. So.
0: Do you know what it means? No, Istanbul. I don't. Okay.
1: Um. So the uh, the Justinian Dynasty took control of the empire in five eighteen, after Justin the First came to power. Uh,
0: what a normie name. Justin yeah his name is Justin his name is Justin is there a Daryl the first
1: <laughs> no there's plenty of Michaels though and some Johns and some Isaacs how about Bob there's no Bob there's no Emperor Bob are you sure can you google it I don't need to google it there's no Emperor Bob
0: <laughs> not that you know <clears throat> of but there's an Emperor Robert
1: there's some King Roberts
0: yeah I, I know, know. That's, that's a more British name what about Kyle? Was there an emperor Kyle?
1: No. <laughs> Justin you, you, is just you, a real normie name. Get me off track. Here. Oh, okay. Uh, he was succeeded <laughs> by his nephew Justinian the First in five twenty seven. He's probably the most famous of the Eastern Roman emperors. Okay. Uh, built the Hagia Sophia, or ordered a building and built it himself, obviously. And that's was the largest church in the world for a thousand years. Um, okay. It's still. A, massive massive building
0: christian church
1: yeah uh yeah justin building.
0: and justinian i'm assuming are christian emperors yes yes okay. yes yeah, yeah but... at this point it's all christians yes okay
1: yeah. in 582 uh a man named maurice comes to the throne okay. uh, and i'll get into him a little bit more here uh, he had been born in 539 in what is now office turkey okay it's kind of like in I think like Turkey. It's like kind of like southern Turkey, like near the border with Syria. Okay. Um, All right. He may have actually been the first emperor to be a native Greek speaker. Okay. um a, a lot of times they like they, they called Justinian like the the last Roman emperor because he's the last one to speak Latin as his first language. It's like, well, we don't have definitive proof of that.
0: Okay. Um, well, nobody speaks Latin now, anyways. So no. get off but, your high horse.
1: But he may. Be, but Maurice may have been the first one to speak Greek as his first language. And we
0: still speak Greek today. So yeah, um, who who's lording that over everybody else now? The Greeks. Exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> I apologize to all of our Greek listeners. <laughs> uh, so he, it served in various political positions under Emperor Tiberius II in the 570s. Uh, and He was named commander of the military forces in the East in 577. Okay. And by the East, I mean like the border uh, with... Uh, Kind of the same thing with the the Eastern Romans, the Sassanid Empire, which is like centered around modern-day Iran. Okay. Kind of like with our last episode, they did not call themselves the Sassanids.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They called themselves the Iranians.
0: Oh, okay. All right. They
1: called themselves the Empire of Iran. Okay. They didn't... Like, Sassanid is a, another way for historians to say, this empire is different from this previous Iranian empire.
0: Man, history... And it's names. Yes. It's rough because it's like, it makes it seem alien because you think that this is something totally different. Hmm. And it really creates a hard separation when you have different names like that. Like yes. Byzantine Rome or the Byzantine Empire versus like just the Holy Roman Empire. The well, like, Holy
1: Roman Empire is different. That's...
0: It becomes way later, right? Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, it, it's a
1: little bit later, and that's a whole another beast. So, but
0: but similar area, it, but it makes it feel like completely separate in both time and, at least to me, it makes it feel like it's a different geographical area too.
1: Yeah, and, and I know the borders change obviously, right. but yeah, you, you like you don't think like because really the Byzantine Empire is just a. Or was called the Byzantine Empire, it's just a continuation of the Roman Empire.
0: Right, exactly. So, but it makes it feel totally different because you're like this separation in yeah. history makes me feel like it's a different place and time. So that at least that's what I think. But anyways, continue. Um, he was only thirty-eight when he was doing all the mil- commander yeah. of military forces by thirty-eight.
1: Well, I mean, when you lived at fifty in yeah. this time frame, so. I mean.
0: Well, we've got uh, we got seven years so to become military. Uh, commanders over an mean, entire Eastern Front. You haven't done it yet? <laughs> Not in Civilization, Cody. Not in the video game Civilization.
1: Touché. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the Sasan- or what was called the Sasan Empire, like I said, they called themselves Iranian. Uh, they're called S- the Sasanid Empire or Sasanian uh, because uh, they are descended from a person named Sasan. Oh, okay. So, it's All just right. like, these are... His descendants, and this is his empire. It's like
0: an entire country worth of descendants from one man.
1: No, the 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 leadership, like the ruling, oh. like the ruling dynasty. No, I was gonna
0: say he. Wow, prolific. He, he's, he's, he's not. Like he's not Adam. He's like Khan. <laughs> like no, nope. Khan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yep,
1: not. Khan from Star Trek.
0: No, not Khan from Star Trek. Or Khan from Marvel. Khan! Um, No, I, I was thinking, because isn't that something that they've done a study where Genghis Khan has like, 40, like 40% like forty of the people in yeah, China yeah. have Genghis Khan?
1: He's like fathered like 2% of the world's population or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or, so... Or,
1: descendant or an ancestor of 2% of the world's population.
0: Tons of people have Khan DNA yeah. inside their bodies because he was prolific.
1: Uh, this empire of... Uh, the Iranians. They had been in power since 224 when they overthrew their predecessors, the Parthians. And since then, the Romans and the Iranians have engaged in several conflicts over the centuries. Basically, okay. it's just been a constant uh, or near constant just conflict over this border that they share.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, which, if Got you it. see here, looking at a picture,
1: uh, is about like right through here. Okay. So, like, here's like modern day Turkey, like. This is not modern-day Armenia, but ancient Armenia was a thing. Here's the Caucasus up here. Here's where Iran would be, like a rock. So, like, this whole area is, like, the the border between them.
0: Okay. So, clearly, huge border, hard to defend. Yes, especially
1: when a lot of it's just right through the desert.
0: Right, exactly. Or or mountains. Got
1: it. Um, Maurice came to the throne during one of these conflicts, which had lasted since 572. Uh, and again, he comes to the throne in 582. So it had already been going on for 10 years.
0: Man, 10-year wars. We, we were at war for 20 years, and that seems like ages. But then it was like, no, oh, we've they, been at oh. war for hundreds of years. Don't even worry about it.
1: Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> they, they didn't even care. Yeah. Um, Maurice had come to the throne in June 582, or in August 582, rather. Uh, Tiberius had become ill, Okay. And he'd had Maurice marry his daughter, Constantina. So Maurice is not actually, was not actually born into this dynasty, this royal family. A lot of times, uh, Roman emperors, and you see this, like, really throughout the history of the empire. If the emperor didn't have any sons, um, and they, they, they chose not to, like... Adopt a son Yeah Because you could That was the whole thing Like Roman adoption Was the whole thing Like you'd adopt a grown man Just to succeed you Right um, If they had just daughters They would have A prominent general Or someone they thought Could take over the empire Marry their daughter
0: Because women were property To be given away
1: Not Well not so much as that As women Can't rule
0: Get, They cry and have periods Everyone knows this
1: Exactly I mean They're they're, they're not fit to rule I And mean, come on
0: breasts make you make it impossible for you to rule exactly how how, what would you do with your hands (laughs) (laughs) no Uh, no it's like a augustus and caesar
1: what, what do you mean by that exactly
0: like caesar didn't augustus adopt caesar
1: yeah well i mean that's adoption i mean like marrying into the family though oh okay okay yeah so so
0: it's not like an adoption situation more like i'm adopting you as my son in that you're gonna marry my daughter now and now you're gonna take over the thing yes okay
1: yeah Um. So yeah, like Maurice had not actually been born in the family, which is why a lot of people think he was the first Greek-speaking emperor.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Um. So really, he kind of rose up through the ranks. He was a dope military leader. He's doing really good. And um, Tiberius was like, "You know what? You'd be a great leader. Mm -hmm. Here's my daughter as cannon fodder. Yes. I don't know if you're going to be good to my daughter. Don't care. Just want you to rule the.
1: The stability of the empire is more important.
0: We yeah. then your daughter yeah okay well yep. I mean she's not going to go down in history so
1: uh, yeah and like I said women can't rule until they do eventually <laughs> there are some, like later on in uh, Roman history there are some empresses who rule in their own right oh, or yeah. are holding power behind the scenes but they're kind of few and far between
0: and lots of Egyptian uh, women rulers so
1: um
0: what was that head move
1: uh I mean minute. Egyptians a little different but and also centuries beforehand Um, yeah but yeah anyway
0: then everybody died (laughs) what (laughs) just keep going
1: yeah you're throwing me off track (laughs) Uh, after he got married uh, Maurice was crowned co-emperor in August 582 and Tiberius just died the following month leaving Maurice as the ruler of the Roman Empire
0: he partied too hard
1: I think he was old.
0: He had a month-long hangover, and then he died.
1: Not entirely implausible.
0: I know some people, some emperors, partied to death, partied themselves to death, right? One some of them, prominent them. One people. of
1: them shouted himself to death. I think it was like Valentinian, the second or third, he basically just shouted himself to death. I'd do that. One of them got struck by lightning. Dang. Uh, I don't remember if that was Car- Caris or Carinus. I don't remember offhand. But yeah, Roman emperors they tend to die in kind of comical ways.
0: Did they ever party themselves to death?
1: I'm sure one Drink
0: a, themselves to death, maybe?
1: Um, supposedly Alexander the Great. Maybe it wasn't a Roman Emperor, supposedly he drank himself the or not Alexander the Great until the Hun. Apparently he supposedly he drank himself like stupid and like threw up over the uh, over the night and just choked on his own vomit. Oh my
0: god, he aspirated? People still do that today. Yeah. Guys Learn from the story of Attila the Hun. Make sure you have a buddy if you're yep. going to drink all night. Yep. Drink some water. Eat some bread. Lay on your side. Lay on your side.
1: Exactly. Well, now we know these things. Yeah. Progress. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tiberius died uh, about a month after Maurice was crowned. Uh, he And Maurice continued the war against the Iranians. Um, the Iranians... Uh, there had been uh, some instability... Uh, in, in the in uh, the empire of Iran, uh, the leader Horms of the fourth, there was some discontent against him. Uh, so, uh, and these people, uh, are some of the leaders of the country, backed his son Cosro, Cosro the second, to uh, take over the empire, and he does in five ninety. But the instability kind of continues, and he's tossed out pretty quickly, oh, and he boy. flees to the Romans. He's and gonna
0: sell him out, isn't he? We'll see. Okay.
1: So he flees the Romans, and Maurice sees this as an opportunity. Oh like, yeah. Hey, if I back this guy, we might have peace.
0: If you, if he backs him to
1: re- retake yes. the Iranian yes. Empire, yes, wow. he'll owe okay. me one, and we'll have peace. Oh. And it works. Oh. Wow. And 591, Khosrow the Second is reinstalled as leader of Iran. And there is a peace treaty signed.
0: Well, I mean, clearly, if you're a person there in Iran, and you're like, well, I just ousted this person, and now everything has gone to pot, and then you come back, and you're like, hey, I know that I messed up, I know you guys threw me out, but listen, I got the backing of this whole emperor over here, Mm -hmm. and if you let me back in, we're not going to fight along this border anymore. Of course, the people are going to be like, all right, well, that sounds good, or whomever it is that appoints such emperor. Into that spot. Yeah.
1: So, makes sense. And in 591, there's peace. So this war Whoa. had had gone on for... Nearly 20 years. Yes.
0: Wow. 19 years. And yeah. all it took was some guy to be like, I, I ran away, but please help me. Please help me. And he's like, all right. Yep. Now, I got one over on him. So he yes. owes me one.
1: Um, so this uh, peace accord, it allowed Maurice to move the troops to the east. Or, or the... Uh, what? The west of the empire. Okay. Um, so he's the, like... the eastern border is fine. Like, uh, let's see here, I'll show you this map. So this border is now fine.
0: So he's like, all right, everybody let's... move. Yep. So okay. because
1: in this area, uh, here's the Danube. Uh, this is like modern Bulgaria, okay. um, Romania, like modern Romania is up here. Yeah, it's I Greece. see the Carpathians. Here. Yeah. Okay. So like here's the Danube River, and that's kind of the frontier of the empire.
0: Oh, okay. Up
1: here, there's several. "Quote unquote barbarian tribes."
0: Okay,
1: you have the Avars. Uh, you have the South Slavs. Who you have? You have the Bulgars. Uh huh. Who? And spoiler later, much later on, settle in here, and this is why it's called Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Yes, so I get it. There's that. Uh, so, but he can focus on this area now because he doesn't have to worry about fighting on both sides of the empire. He can just concentrate his forces up here and and and, and really. Focus on these, uh, quote unquote barbarian tribes.
0: So he's essentially come all the way back through yes. the empire, yes. his part of the empire, through Constantinople. Yeah, he was, and we're like, it yeah, Constantinople. yeah, so so he because Constantinople is conveniently placed on an area that has ocean on both sides, mm-hmm. which makes it good to defend because you have small strips of land on either side, mm-hmm. so it's like easier to defend. So he pulled all of the troops from the eastern edge all the way through the country back through constantinople and then up north to the danube yes to reinforce that border yes okay and and the the empire stretched all the way here to yes. the adriatic sea yes okay so the empire then instead of so he's got his army through up through constantinople in the northern border of of uh, the danube and imagine like the adriatic seas on one side mm-hmm. the aegean sea is there you've got italy here Me and Greece. Greece here. Yes, that's what I said. Greece is here, and they're, like, directly up north of that. Okay, cool. Got it.
1: And so he campaigns in this area extensively for the next few years, like, trying to essentially beat down these barbarian tribes to get them to, like, stop attacking us. Please stop. Yes. And, like, basically show them who's boss, who's in charge. Mm. And maybe get tribute from them, or maybe, like, uh, sign treaties with them to, like, a lot of times, like, uh, they would use these barbarian tribes as troops for their own army ah Uh, because they're
0: because they could be bought right yes okay yes
1: or just like this is part of the peace accord you give me a thousand troops every year
0: are they nomadic tribes
1: they had been they were starting to settle down like a lot of the uh barbarian peoples at this time would come from like sit like central asia okay i think like middle russia kazakhstan like those okay. are like, like the central asian steppe peoples okay and they kind of come into eastern europe and come down this way okay so
0: so they're so they're settling here yes. and they're right along this border mm. are they organized are these organized tribes of quote-unquote barbarians
1: organized in the sense that they have leaders and they have specific armies yes okay so uh maurice is leading campaigns against them okay he uh, was focusing on them to bring more stability to the area.
0: Okay.
1: The previous reigns of the empire, like the previous members of the Justinian dynasty, they didn't really leave the empire in good financial uh, shape. Justinian I had famously, again, built the Hagia Sophia.
0: Very expensive.
1: Yes. Tried to essentially reconquer the West. Okay. <laughs> Which, Which,
0: waging war is kind of expensive. Yes,
1: especially, like, in Italy... Uh, like they actually retake Rome at one point, point. Uh, and, and in Maurice's time, they hold North Africa and like chunks of Italy. Um, Seems so but pointless. <laughs> all these wars had like taken a financial. In addition of to the first major uh, instance of the bubonic plague. Oh, great! Called the plague like that, like that of that era is called the plague of Justinian. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, because they imagined. spread it.
1: Uh, well, because it just happened during his reign.
0: I see. Okay. And, Of course,
1: back then, it's punishment from God, but um but probably was this, it's
0: like this is what you get for spending all your money
1: this is an era when like a third of the population dies wow and of course that's gonna have a financial toll yeah. so uh, it, it's if, taken a long time to recover
0: if the, the a third of the peasants die who's gonna yeah make you money it doesn't
1: help that some of the other members of the dynasty were legitimately insane like justinian the second uh clucked around like a chicken sometimes Dude, uh, yes. like literal certifiable crazy
0: we don't say crazy anymore. We say rowdy.
1: The royal we. Yeah.
0: Royal we. We don't say crazy anymore because it has bad connotation. We say rowdy.
1: He was clinically insane.
0: He was rowdy. He was just rowdy. That's all. He clucked no. like a chicken. No. I clucked like a chicken before.
1: But uh, anyway, like these, the, the, this financial instability had led Maurice to be somewhat frugal. Uh, maybe not as many games in the Hippodrome, which is like oh. their big arena.
0: What a What a killjoy. You
1: know, maybe not as fabulous feasts every night in the royal palace. No,
0: that's the best part of being emperor.
1: That's well, a bummer. Another part of it is you have to rule effectively, and part of that means budget.
0: Well, I think he's budgeting probably because he really likes to play war, so he's like, hey, we gotta be frugal in the palace so that I can go and stab people.
1: Or defend my borders.
0: A.K.A. stabbing people.
1: So. um, And this leads to uh, where we are, uh, the the a time of when Maurice effed up. <gasps> okay. Uh, so the summer of six oh two, the, the Ro- summer Sama, <laughs> <summer>, the <laughs> Roman army under the command of Maurice's brother Peter wow. his nepotism.
0: Their their names are so normy, Justin. Well, Peter. I mean, of course,
1: the, at this time they're starting to name them after Christian right biblical right. figures.
0: Where's Maurice in the Bible? I don't know. <laughs> Just joking. I don't think You're there was right. a the. There's one?
1: He was the first martyr for, actually, I think the Roman army.
0: Dang. Wow. Know. Maybe yeah. that. Maybe that's going to be foreshadowing. We... Like, hmm. okay. so he
1: was one of the first Christian martyrs. Dang. Okay. He was a soldier that was converted to Christianity.
0: Dang. There okay. you
1: go. But uh, his brother Peter, uh, the arm under him, had pushed the Avars back across the Danube and, like, okay. firmly established as the frontier. And they were on the verge of defeat. Like the Avars, these barbarian tribes, they were on the verge of like a final, final defeat.
0: Wow. Okay. Being pushed across the river is a big deal.
1: Especially back then.
0: Yeah, because the Danube is not small. No. This is not a no. stream.
1: The Danube has always been a very fraught frontier for the Romans. Okay. And that's always been one of the main things is crossing the Danube. It's like, it, it's just very tough to do.
0: And it's kind of a supply situation too. Yes. Because the Danube is, like, a huge thoroughfare mm-hmm. through, a, like, most of Europe. I think it goes all the way through Germany and into France, right? I mean, modern-day Germany. And
1: France, uh, it's definitely at We're,
0: least in Germany.
1: Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Um, hmm. And mostly, uh, and like, Vienna is on the Danube. Yeah. Like, Budapest is. Big cities. Europe. Like, lots yes. of
0: big cities are on the Danube. So it's very it's a very important area. Yes. This is a very important border. Yes. Okay.
1: Um. In order to kind of save on funds, uh, so he doesn't have to really pay them over the winter, like while they're not doing anything, or because uh, it also t- costs money to it t- cost money and time to reassemble the troops uh, once they disperse. Because like sure. most of the time they didn't campaign over the winter, sure, because it's cold, there's snow, um, and it's they also, hard and, to they fight also then. and they also had to harvest right before the winter.
0: So they're like, hey, stop playing more. Everybody come home. we got to harvest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, I, just, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, cause, I mean, because a lot of these are farmers.
0: So everybody just agrees. All right. The, during the winter, nobody fights Time war. Yeah, out. exactly. We'll we'll reassemble in the spring. Don't yes. worry.
1: Well, that costs money. Sure. So And what Maurice's thing, what his idea is, well, how about I just have them camp on the far side of the Danube? Over the winter, so they can still attack the Avars.
0: As soon as it's time.
1: No, like during the winter.
0: Oh, wow, okay.
1: Just keep them on active duty, just continuously. Okay. And just have them go at it. Makes sense. And they can't go home to their families.
0: And harvest the crops. And live
1: in their houses. Yeah. They have to live in the tents.
0: <laughs> okay. In a
1: hostile territory. Yeah. Over the winter. Do you see the problem
0: here? <laughs> yeah, obviously.
1: This is where Maurice effed up.
0: So did did he not know being in Constantinople, which I assume is a bit warmer than mm-hmm. on the borders of the Danube, on the banks of the Danube? Did he not know that it was going to be wet and cold and miserable and snowing and people would die, or did he just not care?
1: He probably didn't care. Um, can, I mean,
0: can is there a way for us to know? No.
1: Do we just have to assume? We can have just to just assume. Like he, well, he wanted to save money. Uh-huh. And he figured, like, well, I mean, if they do this, they are like they don't have to fight anymore after this.
0: He was probably like, well, the barbarians live up there during the winter. What do they do? <laughs> They'll figure
1: <laughs> it out. Probably.
0: Because he wasn't up there. No, I mean, obviously. Oh, God, no. He's, he's That's ruling why his brother's from, up there. Yeah. so But his brother didn't write him a letter or anything? Like, hey, yo, homie. His
1: brother's, I mean, kind of incompetent.
0: Ah. I mean, so I, Peter's I, like, all right, guys, we're, we're here at the ski also, lodge. It's just
1: a thing where it's like, your emperor commands you to do this. So, you'll do it.
0: And he's like, we're here at the ski lodge. Don't even worry about <laughs> it. Won't be cold for that much longer.
1: Yeah. Well, the troops didn't like that. They revolt.
0: Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, so
1: due to these all these poor conditions. And, and, and Maurice had been kind of cutting back on their pay for some oh, time. Oh, I see. Which, first rule of, you know, armies in late antiquity. Pay them.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's so many instances where they stop paying them and then they revolt.
1: Pay or they- them. Pay them. Pay them. <laughs>
0: that where they join up with the opposing forces and then overrun the city. Yes. It's the whole thing.
1: Uh, Of course, when they revolt, Peter flees. Because he's not equipped to handle this.
0: <laughs> he's like, nobody taught me about this. He's like, Maurice didn't say anything about
1: nope, this. <laughs> nope, And the army just starts to march on Constantinople. Because as you saw on that map, it's not that far.
0: Yeah. It's, not yeah.
1: Really, it's really not that far.
0: So the whole army is just like, guess what?
1: We're yep. going to
0: turn on this whole city.
1: Yes. Wow. And they demand that... Maurice abdicate in favor of his eldest son, Theodosius, who is also co-emperor this time. Boy. And another man, uh, like Theodosius, father-in-law, um, but he's kind of irrelevant at this point. Um, okay. So I didn't really make a note of him, but... Cool. Maurice sends Theodosius to the east, to Kosro, and be like, hey, I need some help here.
0: I'm calling in my... I'm, I'm hedging my bets. Calling bench. in my favor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's... Yeah. Wow. Um... Please and help me. Maurice and the rest of the family, they flee Constantinople Because they're like, I, we just can't hold it. Because there's riots now. Because this army's coming. So...
0: I could just imagine him, like, looking out the window. He's got, like, a chalice of wine. He's like, oop! And then he just runs. Yeah. Robes of flapping behind yeah. him. Uh, and that oop!
1: <laughs> by this point, uh, the army has decided, okay, we don't want Theodosius. He, he's still in the family. We don't want him. So they uh, decide to push one of their own throw name focus. Focus like not F O C U S P H O C A S. Focus. Focus. Okay. Focus. Um, and here's a picture. I have a picture of focus here. A lot of the pictures I have are just coins. Like that's Maurice.
0: Oh. Um he he looks very distinguished. Um he he's got a strong jawline. I'm just kidding it's a coin. Yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> uh and there's uh Kosaro right there
0: hmm the likeness is incredible
1: yes uh and that is focus
0: oh wow <laughs> pointy beard pointy look, beard man. he
1: looks real happy he looks kind of drunk to be honest right here he's just like hey man
0: yeah well that's uh, my party <laughs> i mean it's kind of hard to tell he could be dead he could have his eyes gouged out he could really be anything
1: yeah well you know believe it or not Uh, eyes gouging out was a common punishment at this time.
0: Man, of course it was. It's like the worst possible thing you could do.
1: A lot of times, like, like, and just a little side note, like, especially later on in Roman history, um, gouging out their eyes um, like a contender for the throne, or if you overthrow an emperor, gouging out the eyes was the common thing because you shouldn't kill them, because you don't want to kill them, because that's against God. Oh boy. You don't want to kill them. But also, at the time, like it was thought that like a deformed person could not be emperor.
0: Oh, okay. So, so they like, blind them and blinding
1: the... them like like, and there are some pretty gruesome tales, like like a red hot iron like right to the eyes, just plopping yeah. them out. Um, there was one instance I don't remember which or who it was, um, but like they melted like some sort of gas, like melted some sort of like material, and it, like the gas came up and like melted their eyes out.
0: Dang man! Yeah,
1: it, it was pretty gruesome. Or they'd cut the nose off.
0: Wow! Yeah, you definitely can't roll without a nose. Everybody knows that.
1: Yes. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's they would get rough. But anyway, um, the true uh, the Maurice and his family flees. Focus. New emperor. Okay. He, he's now the one in charge, and unfortunately, Maurice, Theodosius, the rest of the family—they're all caught. Theodosius is caught on his way east. He's killed. Of course. Maurice and the whole family caught Maurice's other four sons. He had four sons uh, besides Theodosius. He also had three daughters. Okay. The remaining four sons are killed in front of him. Wow. And then Maurice is killed. Wow.
0: What about his daughters?
1: His daughters and his wife are uh, made nuns. Okay. That was another way to get rid of any women in charge. Sure, like, sure. Make them nuns. I know. Yeah. Like And often like after the emperors would have their eyes gouged out or whatever, they'd be made monks.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Alright, well... Someone... But a lot of the time
1: they would die from their wounds, because... Yeah. Eyes gouged out, and not exactly a sanitary process. Sure, So, right. they get infections and die. But, like, women become nuns, but a few years later, Focus has them killed.
0: Great. Okay. They're like, okay, here, maximum punishment, you become nuns, mm-hmm. we're gonna find you, though. And definitely gonna kill you later.
1: Yeah, so... Wow, okay. Um, cool. Yeah, so, so that happens. All from him wanting to make the army stay over the Danube in the winter. He's
0: like, let's be frugal, guys. But that's well,
1: ju- that's just the first part of the snowball. Wow. This snowball gets really big.
0: Um, s- snowball, because it's be- cause he made his soldiers stay in the snow. That's why it's a snowball.
1: Yeah, wow. that's exactly the joke I was thinking of. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: It wasn't, and I was quicker. Haha ha. <laughs> yes.
1: So... Over in Iran, Kostro's looking at all this like, hmm.
0: So he didn't hmm. help Maurice.
1: Well, he never got... like He didn't get the chance. Yeah, he didn't get okay. the chance. Like, right. Maurice is killed, like, fairly quickly. Okay. But uh, then
0: he's like, I, well, never have to repay that favor.
1: Well, he sees, like, he, he uses the overthrow of Maurice as an excuse to declare war on the Romans. And he even okay. has, like, the this, uh, like, a fake Theodosius uh like, someone pretending to be Theodosius, be like, oh, hey, I have him here. And, really, he's he should be the emperor, and I'm gonna back him for the throne.
0: Well, I mean, nobody knows what he really looks like, so it's like...
1: Uh, I mean, this is a kind of a recurring theme, like, throughout history. Somebody like,
0: had the coin, and they held it up to him, they are like, yeah. yeah, that roughly looks like <laughs> him. It's like, that roughly looks like all humans. so yes. and, um, and some non-humans, I mean, if we're being honest.
1: But like, it's not a great likeness. This is a common thing throughout history. It's like, if uh, if an heir to the throne is killed, or, like, kind of die under mysterious circumstances, like, they might, like, trot, like, so, like, an opposing power might, like, trot out. Like, oh, no, here, he, they actually survived, and they're under my control. Yeah. We like, should
0: bring that back.
1: Like, Russia had some problems with that, to the point where they had uh, not one, but two, not one, but not two, but three people claiming to be the same deceased heir to the throne. It's like,
0: uh what? like
1: Ivan the Terrible's like youngest son Dimitri. Oh. There were three false Dmitries, and two of them actually took power as the Tsar. Wow. Yeah, so it I, yeah.
0: You know, I was thinking like, oh it'd be so funny to do that again, but we have photographs and DNA testing, so that was kind of a little, little
1: tougher now. You're not gonna have a false Prince Charles come out and woodwork.
0: RFK so <laughs> Oh my God, he yeah. survived yeah, yeah. I bet that's a conspiracy theory.
1: Probably, I mean, we all know Elvis survived. He did. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's just he didn't he didn't die; he just went home. He lived yeah. on that island, Jim Morrison and, and Janis Joplin, and, and Michael Jackson? Michael
1: Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. Uh, anyway, so like, uh, Castro uses this as an excuse. Whether or not it was out of genuine, like, oh, you overthrew the person who, like, I owe my life and my power to. Focus, like you, you, yo, know, no, I'm declaring war against you or as, a, as revenge,
0: or just opportunity. Uh,
1: yeah, we don't really know for sure. Like, like, um, or it could be a situation where, um, he sees focus as like an un, like an unstable element. Oh, okay. And, like, now the empire's unstable. He doesn't want that on his border. Yeah, Cause, sure. Because he has another border on the other side of his empire has to worry about. Sure, so like sure. like, Central Asia, India. So, he has to worry about those areas. He doesn't want to also have to worry about this side. Okay.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. Um,
1: or it may just be like, oh, well, this is an opportunity for me to grab land. Sure.
0: I mean, either way. We don't
1: know. It could be entirely wholesome, entirely selfish, or somewhere in between. I think it's somewhere in between. Nice. So, uh, more, like, practical. Because Khosrow, he ruled Iran for a long time. So we know, you know he obviously has some degree of practicality. And sure. Like, you
0: know. He was a somewhat, you know, decent, yes. stable emperor.
1: Yes. So okay. he thinks that this is going to be a quick... Kind of like the people went in World War One, They thought this was just going to be a merry little war. It's not going to last too long. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: The war lasts for the next 26 years.
0: Oh my gosh. So Khosrow now is like ancient. He's like 50. Well,
1: well he doesn't make it to the end.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Let me let you uh, unfold no, these yes. events.
1: Uh, the Iranians, they initially made some pretty strong gains. Um, they take uh, they take Jerusalem at one point. Wow, okay. And they take the, like, several holy relics captive, like the true, like, fragments of the true cross. Wow. Supposedly the cross that Jesus was crucified on. They take that. Um, Whoops. So, of course, that's a big deal to the Christian Romans. Yeah. Um,
0: because, uh, I mean, our... Are the Iranians Christian at this no, point? No, they
1: are Zoroastrian.
0: Oh, so this to them, they're like, oh, yeah, I got your big religious yeah. icons.
1: Woo! Just waving across around, like, woo,
0: I got it. Well, it's fragments, so it's probably just in a bag that they're shaking at <laughs> yeah, them. it's like, oh, bag, bag of wood! It, it, it listen, it, it sounds like uh, Scrabble pieces yeah, pretty much shaken up. Pretty
1: much. Especially, it's like, I mean... That happened, like, 600 years ago. I think this wood might have rotted by them. But. Well,
0: also, it's always, like, questionable whether or not these art- religious artifacts are real. Like, what kind of, you know, testing did they have then, yeah, you so- know?
1: Especially when they have, like, the... Oh, 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 we have the finger of this saint. Well, so do, like, 13 other churches. So yeah. I think there's one of you... At least, one at least you know, three of you are wrong. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Where's the chain of custody? Yeah. Who signed off on made this? made the
1: certificate of authenticity. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Usually they
1: would have Sealed in something where you like, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a, it was probably in a bag, it was probably more like it was probably like like behind a, glass of some sort, in some like golden in chest. box, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, exactly. Yeah, it was something that they they probably since they cherished it, they took care of it, yeah, just throwing a bag in a corner or something. <laughs>
0: well, it was probably in a basement, yeah. But um, if you watch, uh, I'm sure if you watch the Da Vinci Code, you'd probably get more info on that, so.
1: Listeners, do not watch the the Vinci Code and do not take it as actual history, please. It's actual as history. a disclaimer, for the love of God, <laughs> don't do that. It is not actual history.
0: What's his name? Robert Langdon. Robert Langdon knows where the pieces of the, the cross, that, the, the true cross. Is are. that Tom Hanks? Yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, focus. Like uh, he just can't manage this war, and he's overthrown himself in 610 by a man named Heraclius.
0: Heraclius.
1: Heraclius. And the war, it, it just kind of goes back and forth. Just, the Romans make gains, the Iranians make gains. The Iranians so, go for, like, a final push. They drive all the way to Constantinople in 626. Like, sheesh. all right, we're going to end this. And they also allied themselves with the like the Avars. Because remember, they weren't right. actually defeated.
0: Right, They were right. close.
1: They weren't. So, like, they Dang. came up with them, besieged Constantinople. But Constantinople famously very hard to besiege because the walls are like ridiculously good. Really? Okay. Yeah, they the Theodosian walls have been built like in the 4th century. The thing that brings them down is the largest cannon in the world in 1453 by the Ottomans.
0: Jeez, okay.
1: Those walls last for like over 1100 years.
0: jeesh okay. And during this time too when you're when you're making an arrow to a city from one place mm-hmm. to another, as long as you can convince all the people along the way that you've overthrown their capital, they kind of are just like, okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, of course, they, they don't really have a say. Of course, like, all their food's being taken by the army, too. So right. Exactly. They can't really resist. So, basically,
0: so. they're like, well, everything's over with. So, it's not like they're they're rushing to the aid of the capital. Like, oh, oh please don't yeah. yeah, take like, over our capital. Like, like the peasants
1: care. and farmers, they're mostly worried about themselves and their families. They're like, wow,
0: the are we going to starve? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I don't care who my emperor is. Yeah. Am I gonna starve?
1: That was well, I didn't vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did anybody I know. <laughs> um but this fails, as do so many so many sieges of Constantinople. Like you could probably go on Wikipedia, just type in Siege of Constantinople, and the search results are like Siege of Constantinople like this year and this year and this year and wow. this year and this year, like so there's so many, and this is just one of many. Okay. Um but they fail and uh, Heraclius manages to uh, lead have a strong counteroffensive. Okay. And the, the seminal battle of the war is the Battle of Nineveh okay. in 627. That's the final Roman victory. Uh, and As you see this map here, this is kind of what the empires look like in the, the beginning of this war. Okay. Uh, so you kind of have an idea of like they're just fighting over this little bit border here. Wow, okay. But also keep in mind what's in this area. Saudi Arabia. Well, the Arabian Peninsula, but like. Oil.
0: <laughs> I know that's not what you're going for. I'm no. so sorry. No.
1: Okay. Uh, Saudi Arabia does become a thing to like the 20th century anyway, so. But like the Arabian Peninsula. Just keep that in the back of your mind.
0: Okay. Wait, can I see that map one more time? Yes. So the, the Sassanid. That, Co- that, that's the that Ron. Koro. Is that just the. What was that? Kosro. Kosro. Kosro went all the way from here to here.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: And the, and the Avars are like, Haha, not that
1: far. Nope. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sorry. Uh, so, the the Romans, uh, begin a strong counteroffensive, and they move toward the Iranian capital of uh, Ctesiphon. Okay. It, it it had been the Iranian capital, and the capital of like the various empires had been there for like centuries.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Um, the fear of this, and the failure at Nineveh. It leads uh, to the overthrow of Khosrow and his murder. Wow. In favor of his son, Kavad II. Kavad. Yes. Wow. And that is... So I have a picture of Kavad here. This is a- another, another coin? Another coin. Wow. But like, there's his, there's his Faja. Khosrow, the
0: second. There's, there's Kavad. Kavad, the second. Yes. Wow. Yes. The likeness. Impeccable, guys. Yes.
1: He agrees to a, a, tra- a peace treaty with Heraclius in 628. Okay. Okay. Nothing changes from this peace treaty. It is literally like status quo antebellum. That means as it was before the war. Okay. No no territory changes. The only thing that the only major consequence is that the true cross is returned to Jerusalem okay. from the Iranians. Okay. That's it. Like no territory, nothing. Wow, okay. Really this twenty six year war, largely nothing. Been okay. for nothing.
0: So they're like, everybody goes back home, everybody goes back to their houses and their families. Yep, we're all done. Yep, nothing changes. Well,
1: go back to the fans if you're still alive. Yeah, yeah. Because this war has drained the manpower, the resources, the finances of both empires.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: The after this, the Iranians, uh, they promptly enter into, a, enter into a civil war. Like Kavad is murdered, or an overthrown and murdered, like a few months after this. Wow. He he only rules for like most of six twenty eight. That's they,
0: it. so they were mad that he was like.
1: Well, not taking the spoils. Uh, no, not necessarily that, but like all this is like creating so much instability, like uh, okay. because they don't, like I said, they don't have the finances, the resources, the manpower. Okay, it, it's affecting this ability and the prosperity of their empire. So it's like they they're just internal instability, okay. and they go through a series of kings or shahs. As okay, they're known. sure. Um, so do you remember when I told you to keep in mind what was south of them on that map? Arabian
0: Peninsula.
1: The Arabian Peninsula. Now this is the 630s. Okay. What religion came out of the Ara- the Arabian Peninsula?
0: Ah, Islam. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Like, throughout this whole time, Muhammad has been... Uh,
0: Proselytizing? Yes,
1: and preaching Islam, and unifying the Arabian Peninsula through conquest, largely, under uh, Islam.
0: I didn't know that it was through conquest. A lot of it was through conquest. Wow. Okay. Um, so, so, can you briefly explain that? Like, Islam was created... The angel Gabriel flew down from heaven and imparted the yes the Quran yes unto like him
1: like fleeing to I can't remember if it's Mecca or Medina like which one he flees to I don't remember right offhand I get them mixed up frequently um,
0: same two letters uh,
1: yes uh, again apologize to all our Muslim listeners uh, <laughs> but yeah so like throughout this whole time that I've been talking at least since like this like the early 600, 610s, hundred six tens Muhammad's been doing this okay. Muhammad died in 632. Okay. So just as um, the civil war in Iran is kind of wrapping up. It's kind of wrapping up around 632. It lasts about four or five years. He dies at that point.
0: Oh. I see where this is going. Yes. And now we and have the gigantic fight about who's going to lead.
1: Well, well no. Okay. I mean, that that's a whole other issue. Do you remember when I said that both empires are weakened financially. They don't have a lot of resources. Yes. They don't have a lot of manpower. Yeah. To resist the Muslims who come from the Arabian Peninsula.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: So, once, like... Once uh, the succession to Muhammad is kind of settled, and you have the caliphs begin mm-hmm. the, the Rashidun Caliphate, which is like the first caliphate after Muhammad. Mm-hmm. And then... 630s, mid, early mid-630s, they invade both empires and they can't really resist them because they are wow. just so weakened by this 26-year war that they just can't resist. The Iranian Empire, like the Sasanid version uh-huh. of it, it's wiped from the map by 654. The Muslims completely conquer Iran. Wow. The Romans lose both Egypt and the Levant, which is like Israel, Jordan... Okay. Like that area. They lose them by 642. They never get them back. Wow. They, and these are areas that they've ruled over for over six centuries.
0: Wow. So when you say that the Muslims are conquering them by force, uh, by conflict, what is the, wh- why do they start doing that? I mean, after the develop of, development of Islam, why do Muslim people start taking things by conquest?
1: Well, I mean, they're not going to... Like, like these areas have been Christian or Zoroastrian for so long now. I' just be like, okay, Muslims, you can take over. They're not just going to, like, willingly let them... So just... it's
0: not necessarily that at this point it wasn't even as much a religious movement as it was a political one. They wanted control... It's, it's both. Okay, so...
1: They wanted to take control these areas so they can spread their religion.
0: I guess, uh, to me, it's like, it's just so against, I mean, living in a democratic country for my whole life... It's so weird to hear of a political-religious overthrow, or a religious-political overthrow.
1: Well, I mean, at this point, like, politics are, like, the political um, structures and religious structures are, like, one and the same. Yeah. Like, the the emperor is, like, heavily involved in, like, the church.
0: Yeah, I guess that's why I'm having such a hard time, like, understanding why Muslim people... But basically, they're like we have this small part of the country. We want more of it, and we want to convert people into being Muslims. Yes. Okay, and so that's why they're going on these conquests. Yes. Cool.
1: Uh, and like I said, Egypt and the Levant—they—they—they are they, never Roman again. And wow. losing those two are big deals because Egypt. Uh, is essentially the grain source for the whole sure, empire. Right, because right, right. the Nile like, produces like so much grain at this point, it feeds the whole empire most of the empire. The they pyramid. lose that.
0: The Great Pyramids filled with grain. Everybody knows this. Built by Joseph. <laughs> I know that they're not built for grain. I know that they're not grain sellers.
1: Listeners. Please <laughs> just do yourself a favor. Look up the insane things that Ben Carson has said <laughs> over his life. Yes, that yes. is just but one small sample. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, Egypt and, was a grain cellar, basically. Yeah, so
1: like they don't have that anymore. Okay, they don't have the Holy Land anymore. Of course, that's a great moral Blow. loss, right? That they don't have Jerusalem anymore
0: and all of the holy artifacts and, that yes, reside like, there, and,
1: and just they don't have it anymore. Okay, so, um. That takes a toll on the empire, sure. And the Arabs, Arab Muslims, they push into Anatolia. They don't, they don't uh, conquer most of Anatolia.
0: What's Anatolia? Like Turkey. Okay.
1: Like that little peninsula there. Okay. Eventually, in the next in the next century, they besiege Constantinople itself. But like I said before,
0: it's hard. Yes. Real hard. Yes. It's um, a small thing.
1: In Iran, this uh, begins also begins the long term decline of Zoroastrianism. Okay. Which in, is
0: basically not even a religion anymore.
1: Yeah, I think worldwide there's like less than 150,000 people. Whew. The and, city
0: of Columbus. In the whole world. The city oh, of Columbus oh, oh. has a population of 150,000. Oh. So basically the city of Columbus mm-hmm. yeah. is Zoroastrians all yep. over the world. Yep. Wow.
1: Cool. Yes, and this had been the state religion in the area for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. So this just begins that long-term decline.
0: Wow. I know it's an ancient religion, so that's yes. crazy. All yes. It's right. one
1: of the oldest in the world. Wow. Um, to kind of wrap up just the general feeling of everything, I have a quote from a historian named Theophanes the Confessor. Quote, There was an earthquake towards Palestine, and a portent appeared in the heavens from the south, said to be a beam, pronouncing the attack of the Arabs. End quote. Wow. Basically, just this... just. Massive just force coming from the south, just wiping away... It's kind of like this tidal wave, just wiping away everything. Wow. So, uh, the, re- and the reason I kind of pointed to... Um, Maurice effing up by putting the troops on the other side of the Danube... Because that just snowballs so far. Yeah. Because you could make the argument that... Okay, well... Khosra only invaded because Maurice was overthrown through like any of the various reasons we stated sure, earlier. Right, you could say that he maybe he doesn't attack while Maurice is on the throne. Now Maurice was he was kind of old by this by the time he died anyway. He was more than five thirty nine died in six oh two, so he was up there. He was in his sixty three. Yeah, yeah. Which for this for this time period is pretty old. Pretty old. Um, so you could say like he was probably gonna die soon anyway. Sure. But some Theodosius was, for all into, for all accounts, was like kind of in the same mold as him. Mm-hmm. So maybe Khosrow does not attack
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, while Theodosius is on, is on the throne. Sure. So by the time that the Muslims come out of the Arabian Peninsula, instead of two very weak empires, you have two strong empires that are kind of maybe not allied to each other, but they're not butting up against like they're not butting heads with each other. Sure. So maybe. Like, the Muslims aren't successful in that, that aspect. They like, meet
0: they... a very strong border yes. in Iran, or a very strong border.
1: Yes. Now, do I think that the Romans and the Irans would just then go into the Arabian Peninsula? No, because it's a very hard place to conquer. Sure, right. Um,
0: there, I think there's a natural border there, too.
1: Deserts and mountains, it's like, it's just, it's hard to conquer. Right, right. I mean, unless you're from there. So maybe they don't go, but they just contain it. So then maybe the Muslims are like, okay, well, we can't go north. Can't go west into Egypt. We have the Indian Ocean to our east. So maybe we just go south Mm -hmm. into, like, the Horn of Africa. Okay. Maybe they spread down that way instead of north. Okay. Um, Interesting. Like, you know, because, like, you have uh, Ethiopia's there. Right. um, Or whichever. I know there have been several different empires of Ethiopia over the centuries, but whichever one is there at that point. And maybe they, like, spread all the way down through East Africa. Wow. So maybe, like, the, the direction of Islam takes a very different turn.
0: Because a lot of North Africa is still Oh, yeah, like,
1: overwhelmingly. Yeah. Overwhelmingly. So,
0: so that, basically, it's been since then. Like, that was the start yes. of that. And maybe North Africa would not have been
1: Yeah, like, a- after they take Egypt, like, over the decades and centuries, the Muslims, like, essentially just, just keep going through North Africa, up through Spain. Right, right. Um... Uh, They almost enter France at one point, but they're turned back. Um, They keep going east as well, like through Iran, like through into Central Asia, like Afghanistan, Pakistan, uh, India, Bangladesh, Indonesia.
0: What was the religion in Afghanistan? Was it also Zoroastrian? Um, Prior to?
1: At this time, I, I don't think the Iranian Empire ruled that area yet. Um, be around here. So may, there might have been some. Okay. But Also, like maybe like some Buddhism oh, or Hinduism, okay. maybe. Sure. Um, interesting. He, okay. And here's kind of a better picture, like where the where the Muslims come from. Here, this picture. Okay. So you see, like they just kind of go up north.
0: So do you think that the uh the the amount of people who are Muslim in the world would be much lower then?
1: Not necessarily lower, but it definitely would like. You'd probably see, like, it based, instead of, like, throughout the Middle East, North Africa, maybe, like, down through East Africa. Okay. Like, uh, Ethiopia. Towards south or, like, Africa. Yeah. So, okay. like, maybe you see it, like, just kind of move in that direction instead of um, west and north and east. Okay. You Interesting. just have to move south. And, of course, that's go- also going to affect, you know, how the religion develops over the century.
0: Sure. Right. Exactly.
1: Another aspect is that you... Maybe don't have Zoroastrianism decline like it did. Maybe right. that would still be a very strong religion for years to come.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Uh, Byzant- or the Eastern Romans not losing Egypt, like having that resource makes them stronger. They're able to make maybe have more campaigns in the West and okay. the new frontier in Italy. So like wow. there are so many what ifs that come out of that.
0: Just that one single decision for him to be like, all right, troops, hang out there. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Maurice, you really effed up.
1: Yes, he did. Maurice, majorly effed up. Like, the effing up level is epic in this part. Um, having no idea that any of this was going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, so. Wow. That is... That, that's it. That, that, that's what I got. <laughs> so. Maurice,
0: you effed up royally. What were your, some of your sources?
1: Uh, the sources I used for this uh, were... Uh, the Last Great War of Antiquity uh, by James Howard Johnson from 2021. Uh, Sword and Scimitar, 14 centuries of war between Islam and the West by Raymond Ibrahim from 2018. Byzantium, the early centuries by John Julius Norwich from 1988. And the Sasanian Parthian Confederacy and the Arab Conquest of Iran by Parvane Porsharia uh, from 2008.
0: Wow. Sounds like some light reading.
1: Uh... Sure, let's <laughs> go. It, with, let's go with that.
0: It sounds pretty. Like, um, I'm glad that you're reading this light, and not me. <laughs> light
1: in the sense I felt lightheaded after reading all that.
0: <laughs> I was going to say it's probably pretty dense, actually.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, most history books are. <laughs>
0: That's a lot of work. Well,
1: all right, I, um, I, I do it to educate the listeners. <laughs>
0: yes, and me a little bit. Yes, we'll post. Uh, we'll definitely post some pictures up on Instagram of um, the major. Dramatis personae however you say that. Yes. Um uh and some of the maps and stuff too that Cody used and showed me during um the podcast. And we'll have the sources and stuff up on the podcast too, so if you want to learn more about the Persian conquests and is Islam and stuff, um, you can read those books. Um, anything else you wanna shout out while we're here?
1: Uh Let's see. Uh, as always, your other podcast, Wander oh, On. Wander On. Yeah, uh, Go listen to that. Uh, it's
0: much lighter. It's not like this. Yes. <laughs> it's about travel.
1: Yes. It has. Uh, in, instead of me, it's someone else who's more eminently qualified to do audio.
0: One hundred percent true. And more more qualified than I by far. Yes. Uh,
1: uh, there's the Drunken Pond YouTube channel that our sound guy Steve does. Yay! And uh,
0: I and I I produce and film that.
1: Yes. Uh so go watch that on YouTube, go follow it and all that stuff that you know you do on Subscribe, YouTube. Yes. By, y- all yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> uh go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, all the social media stuff you young whippersnappers do nowadays. Um uh, Steve, congratulations on being inducted into the Horror Host Hall of Fame. <laughs>
0: Thanks. It's a lot of it's hard work and we're proud of you.
1: As uh Baron von Porkchop. Mm-hmm.
0: Yay. Look it up. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yes, everywhere you should be.
1: Uh, that uh, uh, next week, we are going to talk about um, why bishops really don't make good generals.
0: No, that's never happened. Religious people are always it's good at. It's happened.
1: Military... No, I mean an actual bishop.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Religious really? people are always good at military games.
1: No, oh.
0: <laughs> at playing war.
1: Oh well, everybody I knows mean, this, especially when you play with actual lives. <laughs> and it and it happened a lot more recently than you would think. So okay, that sounds. I'm just just leave that with. will just leave that with you. So all right, all let's right. Let, let that roll around the old noggin until <laughs> next episode.
0: Well, I am Teresa,
1: and I'm Cody, and
0: this is We Have To.